0: what's going on everybody welcome back to big dog's porch come on up and grab a seat i want to start off this show it's beautiful monday morning um and the sole reason why it's beautiful is i'm here talking to you you're there listening to me so you got through another danger zone so First things first, I want to congratulate the Kansas City Chiefs on winning the Super Bowl. I think it's Super Bowl number 54. Uh, I honestly and truthfully thought when San Francisco went up 20 to 10 that it was over. Their defense looked really good. They was stifling pa- uh, uh, Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, they was stifling him. I just thought you know two interceptions in a row. I thought it was over. I really did. But they found a way to score 21 points in the last seven minutes. Now, granted, one of them was just a breakaway play that was just like, you know, uh, they they was already in the lead. So, but still, 21 points, unanswered points in the last seven minutes. Way to go, guys. And uh, I've always respected uh, Andy Reid, uh, even when he was coaching, you know, the Eagles. You know, they're... they're, you know, they're the uh you know uh what's the word i'm looking for rivals of the redskins you know being in the same league and everything like that but uh, i still respected him i thought he was a great coach i thought that the, the eagle organization um you know even if they wanted to go in a different direction i thought they could have handled a little bit better but so first super bowl kudos to him uh, i wish he could have won one with the eagles uh I I thought that was really good, um, that he did really well there. But anyways, they're the Super Bowl champs. It turned out to be a pretty damn good game, and um, I was excited. Uh, Now, just a little bit of randomness. You'd really need to stop talking around your freaking phones, people. Like, seriously. So I was talking to my wife, and I said... She asked me, she said, how are we going to watch the Super Bowl? I said, I don't know. I think I'm going to go onto YouTube and I'm going to find a way, you know, I'm going to just ask Google, YouTube for a video to show me how to stream NFL football games for free. And damn, if I wasn't sitting at the dinner table later that same night, Saturday night, and I i was sitting there by myself so i finished eating you know because i'm not eating distracted anymore so i finished eating and i opened up my phone and was looking at it um and there was a there was an offer there from youtube tv 14 day free trial so that we could watch the super bowl for free (laughs) Like, you really need to stop talking around your freaking phones. They are listening. Shh. Anyways, um, so hell yeah, I did it, and and I went on this morning, clicked on the link in my damn email to cancel it, and I canceled the son of a bitch this morning. Done and hopefully they'll make me another offer around the olympics because i like to watch the olympics but if not then maybe i'll just pay for a month i don't know you know but uh yeah so i'm i'm pretty stoked (laughs) i got to watch the super bowl for free and we good so well not really for free well yeah for free yeah it was a 14-day free trial and it was legal i didn't have to you know bend to the point of breaking any laws so i was i was pretty stoked about that but also a little bit freaked out because my damn phone was listening again i look here's another example right i was talking to my wife that um because i'm i want to i haven't been losing the the amount of weight that i wanted to lose now Let's be honest, I haven't been exactly doing everything that I could possibly do. I mean, yes, I cut Pepsi out and yes, last week I uh, virtually cut bread out. Uh, I think I had um, a bread one day and I didn't have any dairy products. Um, so, you know, no more drinking milk, so no more cereals, so no more, you know, all that stuff. So, so hopefully, you know, tomorrow when I weigh in, you know, I've lost a little bit more than four pounds was what I lost the first week. And then, you know, last week I only lost two. So, so I told her, you know, what my original plan was to do a juice fast in November. I mean, March, what the hell am I talking November? And, um, to do a t- 10 day juice cleanse n- detox, right? Not just, not just, you know, a fast. And, and then after I got done with that, I would um, go on to my um, life force plan, uh, you know, which cuts out a lot of stuff. So, you know, coming off of that, then I, I would go into the life force plan so that I'd be reintroducing foods, you know, seven weeks later, you know, certain foods now and other foods seven weeks later starting at seven weeks later so six weeks later the seventh week you start adding stuff back so i was really thinking about that and now to be honest with you um i i am probably going to start my uh juice fast next week um you know there there are things that i want to get accomplished including you know getting this backyard cleaned up not everything done that that you know i wanted to get done but i wanted to get this backyard cleaned up to the point where uh we can plant uh some some of the garden uh i can't plant the whole garden because i need to fall the tree first um and i won't do that till later you know in the spring and the summer um I need to cap the tree first and then i can fall it so anyways um you know but to you know to get that all done you know i need i need to start a little bit earlier with the juice fast the juice cleanse detox uh you know and in with the juices that i'm going to drink that is going to reinvigorate my liver because you know the liver is one of your biggest organs to remove, you know, the toxic toxins out of your system. Anyways, and I, I want that to be ready before going to the life force plan. Anyways, I, um, you know, so, yeah, I'm, I'm accelerating with certain things because, you know, uh, as you've heard in a couple of other shows, You know, my whole family is going over to Japan to be together, and while they're gone, I want to um, go hike a certain mountain here in Virginia in the George Washington National Park. And um, you know, it's a perfect day climb because there's a road that goes right down by the base by the Thai River down there, and uh, it takes about two and a half to three hours going up. So, I figure. Depending on what condition for I'm in, you know, maybe three and a half hours to get up and then, you know, two hours to get back down. We'll take my dad with me, but he gets to just, you know, he doesn't have to go up the hill. He's 79 years old. He'll be 80 years old this year. Any? No. 79 this year. Yeah, he was born in 41. He'll be 79 this year. So I don't want him to sit and try to walk up the hills, but he can just stay down in the in the car and um, and just chill. And uh, you know, and, and be, you know, uh close enough to me that, you know, if, if something happens I can call him on the cell phone, I'll say, Oh, I've fallen. Pfft. Watch out for the avalanche I'm creating pfft, pfft, you know, and um and he can get help. But all uh, all kidding joking aside, um yeah so that's you know that's my plan you know we leave early enough in the morning so we go up there and and hike it and you know i'll have my drone and and when i get up to the top i'm gonna you know i'm gonna fly my drone and take some beautiful pictures and videos of me you know at the summit and and, uh, i'm i'm gonna enjoy that and you know my dad and i will stop for dinner on the way back i'll have a nice dinner with my dad and and you know just just be you know living Living large. Uh, so, <clears throat> in order to be at that point in July when they go, I, I, I need to, you know, accelerate some things. So, and that's what I'm planning on doing. Anyways, the point is, is that I was, since I was talking about juicing, they they gave me, and I, you need to check it out yourselves, Okay. They gave me this website called Misfits Market, all right, Misfits Market. Now, when I first went on there, it was just like, oh, organic fruits and vegetables at a cheap price. But it's not just organic fruits and vegetables at a cheap price. What it is, is organic fruits and vegetables at the cheap price because they are deformed, malformed right so you know if you've ever grown fruits or vegetables you know that sometimes it you know uh, you know the carrot might come out with it'll be two stalks you know so it'll be, it'll be just be weird right and uh you know uh, squash will be you know Oplong, tilted, just you know, again, it's just you know, not something that the stores are going to put in because it doesn't look appetizing enough for people to buy, and and they and they really think, rightfully so, uh, you know, I worked in the industry for a long time, and consumers are very visually um, stimulated. You know what I'm saying? So if they walk up there and they see um, you know, a, a squash that is, you know, perfectly fine, except it's, you know, got the dent in it, um, uh, they're not going to pick it or a carrot that doesn't look just right or celery stalks, you know, celeries that, or leeks that sit there and they bend like for no reason, they're not going to buy it, you know, um, so, <clears throat> Anyways, 20 billion pounds of imperfect vegetables are thrown away each year. 20 billion pounds in the United States alone. That's not worldwide. Guys, that's just here in the United States of America. That is ridiculous. Anyways, a couple of companies. There's a couple other companies out there. There's another one called Imperfect Foods. Um, Misfits Market. There's, a, there's another one, too. Um, uh, once you click on one, it's like all of a sudden all three of them come up when you're ready. But because I was talking about juicing again... Uh, Instagram gave me the ad for the misfits market and I clicked on it and then I went on to it on my computer and, you know, I, I haven't ordered one yet. Uh, I'm going to, but, um, not right away because, um, I want to get to the point. So you have two sizes, you have one size, uh, which is r- fairly small. And then the biggest size sends 18 to 22 pounds of produce a week, right? now that sounds like a lot well for you know two people it is a lot but you know we have five people here and and you figure if you get one or you know two or three potatoes that are a pound each you know there's three pounds out of that 22 pounds that's gone right and and they're sending you know these type of squash that could be four or five pounds on its own you know so sounds like a lot but it's, it's really honestly and truthfully just kind of samplers, right? And, and I need really specific items for, for juicing, right? Um, not that I can't juice everything that comes in that box, but if, if they don't send you enough, you, you, you understand what I'm saying? So if they only send you three carrots that are malformed or you know five potatoes or or you know something along those lines you know a couple of cucumbers that are crooked you know um but that's not enough to produce a whole lot of juice right so the other thing is too is you know i'm I'm part of this juicing for health family group on facebook right and they've always talked about the dirty dozens now the thing is is that they say the dirty dozen and they, they gave you a link to this thing and and I've actually read about the dirty dozen in a different place. Now their link is is the way they say it on the Facebook group page is that these twelve vegetables or fruits are dirty. which means high concentration of pesticides. So it's better if you buy them organically, right? And then they got the Clean 15. Well, here's the the thing that they don't tell you, or they didn't say in the group, they didn't put the disclaimer. That list changes every year. That list is put out by uh, a government agency, and it changes every single year. Cause I saved that list on my phone, and then I was looking at the new list for this year, and there are about three items that aren't on the list this year that was on the original list. So, the, you know, there's exchange. There's three new items, and there were th- and there are three items that aren't right. So, you know, you have to keep up with that. And I'm going to if I don't find an input in the description. I will find it and talk about it on another show, and, and I will definitely link the information so that you too can go and, and find that. But one of the reasons why I do like this thing is because organic vegetables are so expensive. Come on, you guys know that as well as I do. And this just leads to something that I, I've been talking about for years, you know, with people off and on, and, and then, uh, of course, a lot with some of my Uber drivers, is that this country is not set up for you to eat healthy. I mean, it's just, it's ridiculous that, you know, that that organic vegetables, you know, are three to four, to depending on the fruit or vegetable, three to four to five to even more times expensive than the ones that, you know, aren't organic. And my thinking is, is if it's organic, then there's no cost in the the chemicals. So why are you charging me so much more money? Because you don't have to use the chemicals in order for them to grow. I just, I, you know, I think people sit there. And then also you got to be careful because the definition that the government says that you can say with organic is you know a certain amount of percentage, you know what I'm saying? So you have to you have to find the ones that really say you know like no chemicals use right. That's why you know I'm you know I want to I want to start a community garden, um, you know, for people who don't have space that want to grow their own food, and and one of the biggest things is going to be is no chemicals used in the garden, none none no chemicals used i'm gonna have compost there um you know and you know we'll sell compost and you can do it we're gonna you know teach you natural ways to keep things um you know uh, keep bugs and and stuff away right um so there, you know, there's just, you, you know, you, you can plant, uh, I think it's chrysanthemums. You can plant um, you know, garlic. Like I said before, you know, garlic is, keeps certain, you plant those close to tomatoes because it keeps the aphids away that target the tomato plants. There's a lot of, there's a lot of other things too. There was this, um, long time ago, I remember on PBS, there was this show from this guy who was, America's master gardener, and he came up with this all natural, um, concoction that you put on, um, the only thing that wasn't natural in it was you put in, uh, um, some dish detergent, right, and, um, um, and that's. The reason why he said that you put that in there is it makes it cling and and really coat the leaves of the plants that you're spraying. Um. Now, to be honest, uh, he he did use it on certain produce plants, but you know, on the ones that actually, you know, with you know you after the fruit comes starts to come in, he wasn't spraying anymore, right? Um so you're spraying on it basically when the plant is young, right? And that's when a lot of the the disease hits it. That's when a lot of the other animals and stuff with like that but, so anyways uh like four and four to six ounces of dish detergent. A can of beer. Yeah, he's getting your plants drunk. A can of soda. Um, and then what you do is you take, uh, some, if you can get them, some natural tobacco leaves and you put it in one of those sun teapots and you put it outside and you let it steep and pull the, the the tobacco juice out. Um, if you can't find the, the untreated tobacco leaves, you can, um, you can get the uh, chewing tobacco, like a Red Man or something like that, um, and and use a little bit, you want to go a little bit more, like uh, maybe a leave, I don't know even what the, I used to chew Levi Garrett when I was in high school. But uh, you get something like that and you can use it. You know, of course, then you have to be careful because, you know, the the tobacco companies, they add stuff to that. It's not the most pure natural like things. But you can find natural tobacco leaves. You just have to look for it. Anyways, you steep it, boom, you mix it together, you put a sprayer in a sprayer, uh, you know, that hooks up to your water hose. You set the mixture to 25 to 1. So it means 25 parts of water to every one part of it pulls out of there and you spray and soak the plants down. So the the beer in the can the the soap makes it stick. The beer and the sugar, the soda, feeds the plant, and the tobacco juice kills bugs and and other, you know, like fungus and diseases and stuff like that. Uh, I was, I've remembered that recipe all this time. This is like twenty some year, thirty years ago now, almost. Oh, it was a long time ago. Let's put it that way. But I've remembered that recipe just because. Uh I've used it before and and uh but it always just stuck with me because it was like, oh, this is pretty cool. And it's it's mostly natural. Like I said, you you'd have to do some search to find the tobacco leaves. I just use chewing tobacco. Like I said, I used Levi Garrett. Um and you get uh you can get natural dish detergent too, stuff that's you know, not made so much of chemical, but actually, you know, because uh You can get natural liquid soap, okay, Uh, and there is a difference, right, Um, between soap and and what they say is soap, (laughs) okay, because you can make soap out of natural products, all natural, no chemicals, but you look at a bar of soap that you buy in a store nowadays, you know, and I'm not going to mention any brand names, but, you know, Top of the morning to you, and there's like 15 ingredients in there that you just cannot pronounce, right? Because it's all chemicals, and it's like, what are we doing with this stuff, you know? But you go, and I have since recently, last year, found a company called Dr. Squatch. It's soap for men, and it's all natural, Um. So, you know, I'm, I'm excited about it. I've been, I, like I said, I, I, I use it. They have a, uh, they have a soap subscription as they call it. Right. And, um, but they, uh, um, you know, they, they, uh, it's all natural. Right. Let me, let me. Hold on here, let's see here. I don't need any of that, let me, let me pull up. Okay, so like here is uh, one It's called pine tar, okay? Okay, what is going on with my internet? Okay, here we go. Ingredients. Saponified oils of olive, sustainable palm, coconut, water, lye, pine tar, shea butter, natural fragrance, oatmeal, sand, sea salt, kaolin, clay, and activated charcoal. Like... You know, and you can go through and look and they they put the the ingredients of every single one of them up here. I'm using this one right now uh that I got in the first order that uh um let's see here. So the first ones the first three ones I got is I got a, a crisp IPA which is um you know with IPA you know it's it's hoppy beer so you smell some hops and some refreshing grapefruit which there wasn't a strong enough smell of the grapefruit for me right the citrus smell um the nautical sage was was okay it was a Cypress lavender and sage the the one though that was the bang to the bang to the bang to the bang was the um this spearmint basil. Dude, you could smell the spearmint. And that's the one I saved for last. So the next three ones I got coming are uh the Pine Tar, the Cold Brew Cleanse. It's a robust caffeine caffeine infused bar. Uh supposed to smell like coffee, right? And I don't like to drink coffee, but I, I don't I, I like to smell it. I'd love the smell of it. So and uh bay rum. So, I'm either going to smell like coffee or alcohol. One of the two. <laughs> Maybe I'll do the alcohol one first and then the coffee. So, saponified oils again. Uh, water, lye, shea butter, natural fragrance, coffee, coffee bean ground, sea salt, and kaolin, ka- kaolin clay. So... Um, So yeah, it's um, I don't know. You know, as I've gotten older, I've I've noticed that I've I've gone more to a naturalist anyway in a lot of things that I do. Right, I, I prefer to be um, as I don't want to say you know as close to nature as possible. But yeah, I mean, oh yeah, that, that that but that's the best way of saying it. So. Well, this really turned out to be a show out of left field on a Monday. This is usually reserved for Fridays, guys, but (laughs) it's like, um, but yeah, that's cool, though. Um, But back to the point where this show, I mean, this country is not set up for eating healthy, right? Right. You know, and I've, I've talked to other people, and, and like in my area, there's a couple of farmer's markets, but not enough of them, right? You know, I, I, I envy some of these metropolitan areas that have huge farmer's markets, right, that, that, that they set up. And I never found one in Atlanta, but there was one in Chattanooga, right? Every Thursday, Friday, Saturday sunday was it sunday did they do sunday too there, there was this this section in town and you know they had somewhere in the neighborhood of a hundred different tables and you know all these people who had you know big enough gardens or, or small enough farms that you know but they had you know they got enough of their own food and they had all this extra and they're using it to supplement their income right Dude, that is so brilliant, you know. And and then you go through and you just you negotiate the price with them, you know. It's like, dude, like you know. Unfortunately, a lot of times, you know, they come in there and if you know if somebody else is selling something for two or three dollars, there's a, there's some collusion going in there because it's like, hey man, don't cut my throat and undersell me. You know what I'm saying? You know, um, you know. So there's a little bit of collusion in there. So, um but you still find better prices than you do in the grocery store and a lot of this stuff is really truly organic right and you know they don't they're not using chemicals so it's a good thing you know you're getting good fruits and vegetables you're paying a little bit better price than what you would pay at a grocery store you know and you get a good you know you get a good wide selection Well, I need to take that back. The selection isn't the best either, okay? Because, you know, there are certain things that are kind of hard to grow, so your average amateur gardener isn't going to try to grow them. And so, like, uh, celery is one of those, right? Uh, Celery is actually, you know, a really, you know, difficult crop to grow. Leeks are another one. The beautiful thing that I found when I actually did grow leeks and celery is that when you go to harvest them, right, so the next time you buy a thing of celery, you know, and you cut off that bottom piece, take that and stick it in a glass of water, right, all of a sudden within a couple days you'll see sprouts starting to come up through it. It's growing new. So, and then you can just replant it into the ground, all right, So what I did is that when I finally had, you know, enough of those in the ground, every time they would come up above ground, I would cut it off right at ground level. So I didn't have that little, you know, knob at the end that, you know, kept them all together. I'd right away have just like, boom, all, you know, my celery is all loose and leaks the same way. You can leave leaks in, right, in the ground. You just cut it off at the ground level right at level and then it'll grow again and that way you just you keep it in the ground you keep it growing and and, you know it's always replenishing so you really only need to buy the seeds or the plants whichever you use first time to grow it once or twice at most because sometimes it you know doesn't take and sometimes when you, you know they start growing back up you're not getting the same return so you gotta you know Every so often, eh? You got to start over, right? But, yeah, I mean, it's a way you know. I don't know why it's done, not done more. To be honest with you, but but I'm I'm excited because you know I wanted I want my garden in the backyard. I um. So I, I have a tree and I'm probably in about, cause you know, still February, uh, even though it's not like super cold or no snow, it's still cold enough that the ground is pretty hard. So I'm going to wait probably to March and then I'm going to go out there and I'm, I'm going to film, you know, how overgrown it is. I might go out a little bit before and, and, um, cause I got some Ivy that I need to kill poison Ivy and uh, I need to kill it before I go out there and and swell up like a freaking puffer fish, man. Woo! I mean, I, I get bad. My son told me he said, "You need to get some 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 snake chaps or whatever the hell they're called." And I'm like, "I need to get me some hip waders. I need I need to get me a bee suit. <laughs> That's what I need to get wrap up like totally so I can't get on it right." And uh, I remember my wife because uh, the, the, the brick barbecue pit that we're going to tear down is just covered in it. And I told her, I said, well, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go get some stuff and I'm going to spray on there. Well, I told her since it's all in the concrete, I was just going to get some diesel fuel, diesel fuel, um, and, and pour it on there and it'll kill it. Right. She said, yeah, you can set it on fire. I said, oh yeah, that's great. So now we have, you know, made the stuff that caused you to be itchy, you know, now we put it in vapor form because we've burnt it. It's in smoke. You inhale it. Now you get poison ivy in your lungs. That's brilliant. No, we'll just pour the diesel fuel in there, let it kill it, and then just freaking, you know, rip it out. Forget all that damn mess. Shit, burn it. Are you kidding me? No. <laughs> no. Let me like, 30 40 cases in the daggone neighborhood all at the hospital at the same time with poison ivy in their lungs like what the hell's going on i don't know i smoked the stuff burn next thing i know i had poison ivy in my lungs but uh so i got to get that cleared out and then i'm going to clean the rest of the yard up i'm going to start the process and um i've actually had some people you know ask me why do i want to do that um I'm like it's my healing process, right? It's like I'm as I'm healing and and revitalizing that backyard, I'm healing and revitalizing myself. Because there there's a lot of work. So like I said, I got two trees I gotta fall. One of them I gotta cap first. The other one I can fall. There's a gate, a fence that I gotta rip up on the backside. Uh, I got to get rid of all this ivy. I've got a lot of overgrowth, um, that I got to cut down with a a bush cutter, brush, brush cutter, right? Attachment to my weed eater. I need to cut that all down. Once that's all clear, I have a tiller already because of my garden. So I'm going to till up the whole damn yard. Um, then I'm going to dig... a a trench around the yard for the new fence posts to go in and then I'm going to have the fence posts delivered and the whole fence is going to be these posts and they're going to be 12 foot tall and then I'm going to like I said I'm going to dig a two foot hole and then I'm going to sharpen each post to a point and then I'm gonna put it in the ground and then I'm gonna take my sledgehammer that I used to tear down the brick thing, which is a big sledgehammer, a lot of weight behind it, and I'm gonna climb on top of a scaffold that I'll set up, you know, so I'll have like six feet ready to go, you know, in the thing for two feet, and then I'll, you know, I'll have a line on the thing and I'll pound it down to that line that's level with the ground. I'm not gonna pour concrete on it to hold it in, I'm just going to pound it in the ground and then I'll pack the dirt back in to cover up, you know, the, the trench that I dig all the way around. And so I'm going to pound it down to where it's six, you know, numb is going to be perfectly. So I'm not looking to make them all the same height. I'm looking for a little bit of, you know, um, unevenness to add to the flavor, you know, of it. And it's going to go all the way around my yard. So I'm probably going to use several hundred. A couple hundred at least. Um, And you know. So you figure. Digging that two foot all the way around the yard. That's going to take some work. Moving all the dirt to a centralized location. Wheelbarrow. Moving. Walking. Digging. Moving. Walking. Divving. You know what I'm saying? So. That's already working some exercise. Then sharpening all the posts, carrying the posts from the front yard where they're going to drop them off, putting them in the ground, 12-foot posts. It's you know it's like, boom, I'm going to carry these, put them, the ground, put them in 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 the ground. And then have a scaffold set up so that six feet, bam, bam, knock it down because, you know, the hole's only two feet. They're going to be like 12-foot posts. I'm going to knock it down to where they're like six You know, like six foot one, six foot two, six foot, 5'11, somewhere in there, right? Boom. That's going to be the the point where, um, you know, the height all the way around, all the way around the backyard. So imagine the slinging of the sledgehammer for that. Imagine, like I said a, a couple times, the. I am, I bought an ax, like a true lumberjack ax, not, you know, a department store, you know, uh, Home Depot Lowe's type of store ax. I mean, like a legit lumber man lumberjack ax. It, you know, it's called a fell ax. It's for falling trees. And, um, so I'm going to chop that tree down. And then I bought me one of those big saws and I'm going to cut discs because then once I get the fence in, I'm going to drop the trees before I put the fence posts in. But once I get the, the fence posts in, then uh, for two foot off of the fence post, so you know, I'll mark out two feet from the fence post all the way around the yard I'm going to put mulch in and then everything else except for the in-ground garden part will be filled in with sand and then the tree that I fell I'm gonna like I said I'm gonna cut discs about an inch thick each disc and I am going to, and I'm using a saw, not a chainsaw. So again, think about that. All that work pushing and pulling that saw through, right? And not a little small saw. It's one of those big ones that you've seen, you know, like on the Timber Sports, on ESPN that they use, right? You know, so it cuts through the wood pretty good, you know, but I'm going to I'm gonna cut those things. I'm going to have it marked out on the tree that I fall. I'm going to cut those discs. Once the discs are cut, I'm going to seal the wood probably put some, uh, you know, some sealer, uh, maybe some polyurethane on it or whatever. And then that's going to be everywhere, you know, where the sand is right now, uh, on the one side of my backyard. And when I shoot the video, of course I'll do a visual of it all. I am going to put four tables, um, And the four tables will be waist-high tables. And then I'll make them about, oh, a foot deep. One table will be deeper, like maybe three foot deep, right? And in the table that's three foot deep will be root vegetables, like beets, parsnips, carrots, uh, you know, those things. And then the other ones will be... The plants that the damn rabbits always eat the hell out of, and I'll put those in there. Um, and then uh, on the very back side of the patio, since all the trees are going to be cut down on the back side of the patio, where my wife can walk and just and she'll be able to reach it off the patio. Um, I am going to have four smaller tables, and I'm going to grow all my herbs and my own herbs. You know, rosemary, cilantro, you know, parsley, you know, the the works, right? Yeah, so, and then that's, you know, the sand is going to be around everything, so I don't have to cut anything in that backyard. You know, uh, when the garden's done, I'll till it over, under, uh, plant some winter rye, which is known to, you know, add nutrients back into the ground. You know, spring comes around again, retill the son of a gun. So then I've got to build all the tables. I've got to get the dirt, bring the dirt, shovel the dirt up into the things, you know, uh, you know, first of all, you move the mulch. They're going to dump the mulch in the front yard. So i got to move the mulch two foot all the way around off two foot off at least, um, an inch deep, at least an inch deep, right? Um, maybe deeper but I got to lay plastic down so the grass doesn't grow up through there, and then I got to lay plastic down underneath the sand so that the grass doesn't try to grow up through the sand, right? Um, so yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of work to do. And then the back patio deck that we got, you can't walk on it barefoot. I mean, it's just, it's they use the crappiest of concrete when they made that deck. So I was actually thinking about just ripping out all that concrete just busting all the concrete out and just start over and then I was like my wife found this stuff that you can put on top and um it's little it's not really rubber but it's, um anyway so that's what I'm gonna do instead I'm gonna put that on top over there and then you know that barbecue pit will be gone I'm gonna put a grill out there so we can grill some food you know uh and I'm going to put a fire pit out there and and the trees that I fell we're, you know we'll have them stacked up. I'm not going to just throw them away. We'll have all the wood, the twigs and all that stuff stacked up and you know, sit out there at nighttime, enjoy the nighttime, burn it. And then around the fence post, I'm going to run some lights, you know, and um you know, string lights, almost like Christmas tree lights, but a little bit bigger, you know, garden lights, right? Uh, And then I'm going to have, you know, a couple posts around the actual patio with some strings coming to the middle. You know, they're going to have lights as well. Oh, and then uh, the the in-ground, well, there's going to be four more posts around the gardens. And at the top of them is going to be sprinklers so that it can hit everything. And then I'll have it set up. So that in the morning time, because that's really when you want to water stuff, because that's when the plants really start to eat, right? So you give it water at that time so to feed it, right? So, you know, I'll have it set up so in the morning time it, you know, sprays in, you know, 30 minutes and everything should be well soaked in, right? And I'm going to start growing my daggone food again. And I'm going to do what I did once before. I'm, I'm going to go get some baskets. I'm going to have it in the backyard. I'm going to tell every single one of my neighbors, guys, just, you know, the only thing that you're not allowed to get is my herbs. You're not allowed to touch the herbs. You can have every anything else out of there, right, unless we tell you because we're getting low of having it, you know. But go back there and, and pick and get some fresh, natural-grown stuff. The only crop I, I do not plan on growing is corn because corn is such a hearty eating crop. It, it takes a lot of nutrients out of the ground. So I don't, I don't want to sit there and do that. Um, yeah, but everything else, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sit there and I'm going to grow. And I'm looking forward to it, you know. I'm, I really am. But that's the vision that I got for my backyard. And I'm, I'm going to do all the work myself. And doing all that work, you know, I mean, because how many how many cubic yards do you think you're going to take of mulch to put, you know, a two foot wide swath all the way around the backyard, and then cover everything else in sand? So how much sand are you going to need? And how deep are you going to go in the sand? One inch, two inch deep? I don't know yet. You know, I'm I'm gonna sit there and look because if like one inch, you know, looks too thin, I'm, brother, believe me, I'm gonna go for another inch. You know, put two inches of sand down. All of that work is gonna be done by me, and then I have to seriously, I have to get a, um, uh, I have to get a a, a, a shed back there for all my equipment then because you know i can't sit there and keep the stuff in the in the back and uh and then the front yard when and i'm going to uh, have my wife help more this we already cut one tree down we need to we don't need to cut the other tree down but we need to trim the trees because the power lines go like right through the trees and we're not good enough to do that, so I actually have to pay somebody to come out to do that. Some some expert so that I don't just knock the tree you know, the power lines down and shock this shit out of somebody and kill somebody, right? So yeah, I need I need to do that. I need to pay somebody to do that, to cut that tree down. I'm I'm no. I don't fuck with electricity in the house. <laughs> I'm not gonna fuck with those damn power lines coming to the house. Trust me on that. but i've always had a vision for the front yard too um my wife and i uh we got a big old uh, you know deck on the front all made of wood we when the guy put it in the first time he did a pretty good job he, he wasn't the best uh, there was definitely some errors the shit didn't lined up so shit's you know you can just see it's crooked Stuff's all right anyways we want to tear that down and we want to put a smaller brick porch up that matches the original brick stoop, you know, which is basically just stairs up into the front of the house and, you know, and then just have, you know, a little brick porch that's not jutting out as far as the, the, the wood deck is and all this other stuff. And, uh, but I, I can't do that. I mean, I can tear down the deck, but I can't sit there and, and build the brick deck. I, I I don't have the skill level for that. I, I know I can watch a video, and I can probably learn how to sit there and set the thing and and plumb it all up, to lay the bricks down, and make the mixture to put the bricks on. But there are people who have done it for years and can make it look really, really good. And this is one of those cases where I will pay somebody for their expertise. You know, unfortunately, a lot of those skill-based jobs are just not, you know, it's a shame. So I want to reward somebody who's took the time and effort also to learn. They've apprenticed under a master you know, they've gotten good, you know, maybe they call in, you know, their, their master to sit there and, and help them, you know, and, um, you know, and th- then you know you're going to sit there. There was a guy who did this porch down the street from us. He did, and not just a porch, but he did the front facade on the house. So every one of the houses in, in our neighborhood is is all aluminum, right, or vinyl siding, right? Well, this couple moved into that house and they said, we want brick on the front. We want it to look like brick on the front and we'll have vinyl on the other three sides. This guy came in, did an awesome job. The house looks awesome. And he, and he built this brick porch, small little brick porch. We want one a little bit bigger. We want one that we can actually, you know, sit on and, 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 you know, enjoy, you know, with a a uh, overhang and you know which, then we we was talking about like, you know, we got to bring in somebody for the, to make the roof to extend the roof over top of the porch or do we just get one of those awnings right? And I I want to go the simplest route. Let's just go with one of those awnings. But if not, we'll we'll get one of those you know to actually put a cover over the top of the porch and then that way we can just sit out there, you know, sit on the back port you know the back patio sit on the front porch whatever uh, i'm gonna sit out wherever which one and drinking my whiskey and smoking a cigar i do it now on the wood deck but yeah that that's that's you know that's what we that's what we want to get done But the yard, you know, my wife wants me to till up over the front yard and actually, for the first time since we've lived here, get some really, grow some really good grass in the front yard. It's like, okay, dear. But, and then she wants to put a flower bed around the, you know, at parts around the front of the house and around, you know, where the new, well, if we keep the deck, then around the deck as it is right now, but probably more so we're going to wait the porch gets put in and then we'll just do it around the porch but the part of the house where there is no porch we can sit there and do that part now which is right underneath the bathroom in our master bedroom window you know we can till that over and put in the flower garden whatever i've always liked elephant leaf plants you know those big ones that look like elephant ears oh my god man i want at least one of those plants just like growing right there and get them things jumbo man yeah <clears throat> that's what i want but we'll see but it's it's all about the transformation right let's let's tie it all back together it's about the transformation so as i'm transforming the backyard i'm transforming myself so all the work that i'm putting into the backyard I'm actually putting into myself as well. Remember, guys, I told you that sometimes you have to hack your own brain, right? So this is a brain hack. I, I know that that backyard needs to get done. I and I and I have a vision of how I would like that backyard to look. And and you know, and I've told my wife, you don't get a say in the backyard. You get a say in the front yard, but the backyard you don't get a say in. And I'm I'm going to have that done. And I, I honestly and truthfully want to see me have that project finished. If I started in earnest in March, I'd like to see me have that project finished by September. You know, and I mean, because I'm I'm not going to sit there and kill myself. It's not like oh, I'm going to try to do this all in six weeks. No, I'm going to take my time, make sure it looks good. I'm going to, because then once after I pound in the the each one of the posts, I'm going to have to saw the the tops. You know, because you're going to mushroom the tops, right? So I'm going to saw them off a little bit so that you know it looks smooth again. And then of course, then you're going to have to you know, coat it and seal it so that, you know, the rain doesn't sit there and get into the grain and, and, you know, cause the things to rot and fall over. And you're going to put the little eye eye bolts in to hold up the strands of the lights that you're going to sit there and string up around the yard so that it lights up. Gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. Just a soft white, you know, Glow in the backyard. And then, you know, have, like I said, have a fire, have a barbecue pit back there. A grill, not a barbecue pit. Might even, not just a grill, but a smoker. Because I tell you, I would really like to start smoking my meats. I think that would be cool as shit i know people freaking it's insane my my best friend's father bob shout out to you smoked some of the best fucking meat i have i mean he made this one freaking brisket uh i was oh man i was just so impressed by it so yeah i I would i you know i want to have a smoker as well and then, of course, a grill. And then maybe a deep fryer and, you know, deep fry a turkey one time or something or another. I don't know. Make a whole little kitchen out there. Hey. But in actuality, what I want to put out in the my backyard, and, you know, so I'll have the shed. I'll have those tables set up. Uh, you know, and the shed will be back in the corner probably. And then, Um. um The other thing that I want to put in the backyard, and I'll just, since the tree's going to be gone, I I think I know I can put it right there, but I'm going to have to build a cover for it. Um, I want to put a sauna, because saunas are really good for you. They're really good for you. Like, you don't even realize how good they are. There's a reason why they're all over Scandinavia, because they're freaking insanely good for you health-wise sitting in the sauna for 15 to 20 minutes raises your heart rate as if you just walked for five miles i don't know if it's that long Uh, what was it i think it was two miles two mile walk which the average person you know walks at a pace about you know um Eight, nine, ten, mi- 10 minutes a mile, right? That's what they walk at, right? Some people walk a little bit faster, some people walk slower, but if you're just casual, gal- casual pace, you're eight, nine, ten, eleven minutes a mile, right? So, fifteen to twenty minutes in the sauna produces the same effect as walking two to three miles, somewhere in that time frame, right? Eight, nine, ten minutes, you know. So let's just say nine minutes a mile, right? 18 minutes of walking and you're sitting in a sauna and you're getting the same effect because that walking increases your heart rate, which increases your metabolism. And, and so, and the sauna, after you come out, not only does it remove the toxins, it increases your heart rate, which increases your metabolism, but then it has an afterburn effect, right? Same as walking, um, but it has an afterburn you know, you know what an afterburn is. So, you know, you, you do the work, and then for a certain period of time afterwards, where you're not working anymore, but your metabolism is still at a peak level, it sits there and burns the calories, right? Walking has anywhere from an hour to two hour afterburn. And I believe the, um, the sauna has anywhere from a one to three hour afterburn. Right. So about the same amount, a little bit more. Um, but, you know, it depends on you as well, you know, because we each react a little bit differently. So this was definitely not the, um, the direction I thought I was going to go today, but I, I enjoyed it, you know, and I rambled about a lot of things, talked about a lot of things talked about my visions talked about you know in in stepping up my plan accelerating my plan as far as for my you know my transfer my healthy transformation you know my journey to my healthy my healthy weight of 195 to 205 195 I I need to stop saying 195 to 205 because I'm worried that once I hit 205 then I'll stop I want to hit 195 um And then if I fluctuate back up to 205, I'm not going to be mad, but I want to hit 195. That's my goal. 289 pounds. 289 pounds one year. 289 pounds one year. You heard me right. 289 pounds in one year's time without the surgery. And I, I, I can do it. I know I can. I've lost a considerable amount of weight before, so I know I can do it. I just need to stick to it this time. And I have my reasons to stick to it this time. I have that point in the future that I am, I am feeding more and more energy into to, to give it a bigger gravitational pull than what is behind me in my past. I'm feeding my dreams again. And I'm chasing them and that's what you need to do and you need to write them down God I'm gonna keep on talking I'm gonna keep on harping on this you need to write them down you need to define what success means to you and write that down then you need to write your dreams down and then you need to write goals Goals that will get you to your dreams, that will get you to success. How's your list of three hundred coming? Now, I didn't add to it this weekend. I got sidetracked. Weekends are usually my business time with Uber. Super Bowl yesterday. Uh, I'm getting as soon as I get off the show today because I've been up all night because um, my my. Last night I, I go to, I didn't get a lot of sleep yesterday before the Super Bowl. So I was planning on going out this morning around 4 or 5 o'clock and go hit Uber. But I wanted to get a little short, a little nap. So I was going to set my alarm for around 3, 30, four o'clock, get up and go out. But my wife had to go to the bathroom just as I was going to the bedroom. So she sat there and she got snippy with me. About me wanting to lay down for a quick little nap. So I got my ass back up. Huffed and puffed. And went and sat my ass back out in the living room. And stayed up all night. So I am freaking like ready to crash right now. Even though this hour just passed by. In no time fucking flat. I didn't even realize that we'd gone an hour. Actually an hour and three minutes. I'm freaking flabbergasted. But anyways. Let me wrap shit up. So I'm going to go and lay down and sleep. When I wake back up, I'm going to make the juices. Uh, I've been experimenting with different type of juices because I want to do one red juice, one green juice on the juice fast, right? And I want to have the same juice for the full 10 days. You know, so basically it will be the same green juice for the full 10 days. Um, maybe I change it up at like five days, make, make a couple of adjustments, but at the same time, why... You know, I got the same thing. You know, I know the ingredients. I can just go get the ingredients. I could just make the juice. And I think that's what I'm going to do. And um, and then, uh, you know, then again in March, I'll do another juice cleanse. Uh, and then, you know, again, you know, when, once I'm on the life force plan, I won't do a juice cleanse. But then once I come off the life force plan, I might do another juice cleanse. Um, you know, look into it. I'm also looking into colonic therapy. I'm trying to find a place around here that'll do it, you know. So, um, you know, to get, get all that fecal matter cleaned out. You know, when I sit there and said, you know, this is my healthy journey, right? This is my journey Back to health. And everything, you know, I talked about today was about the physical aspect of the health. I've talked to you a little bit before about the emotional. We're going to talk more about the emotional, the mental, the spiritual. You know, because those are all aspects. Mental, emotional, spiritual, physical, financial and healthy. You think, what does financial have to do with health, right? You'd be surprised. You know, you've heard me say it a couple times. They, they actually have studies now that show that if you're worrying about bills, you are killing your IQ. You're adding stress, which stress sits there and causes your body to release this hormone called cortisol. Cortisol tells your body to store fat. it's all intertwined it's all intertwined and it all affects everything each other what i mean when i says everything you know it affects each other the emotional affects the mental which affects the spiritual which affects the physical which affects the emotional which affects the financial which affects everything ah, this is an exciting journey for me. And I hope that as this journey progresses and we go, you know, it's still fresh, right? I mean, it's only been a little bit over a month. It's still fairly fresh. As we get farther into this journey, I hope that I can keep relaying the same level of excitement that I am now about this journey. I'm sure that there's going to be times along the road that it's going to be deep, dark, and depressing just like it was last Wednesday, Thursday. But for the most part, this is an exciting journey. You know, what changed my mind Wednesday, Thursday was reading over my list. This is why you need to create... A list. This is why you need to read books. I got this audible thing, right? So, you know, because oh, I might be so busy that I need to listen to a book on the phone while I'm doing other things. But I'm I'm old school. I like to actually have the book in my hands and read it. So on the audible they have stuff like Zig Ziglar's some of Zig Ziglar's best uh, tape sets and stuff where you know you he's going over different things And they got some from Les Brown and they got some from other motivational speakers as well and so this month I actually got a book uh, seven habits of highly effective people from Stephen Stephen R Covey and I think that's the last actual book that I'm going to get from them. I think that I'm going to continue getting like the Les Brown and the, the Zig Ziglar stuff um, and listen to those guys. Those are some of my heroes when it comes to motivational speaking. I'm going to listen to those guys and I'm going to keep the reading to actually having a book that I can thumb through, page read it. I told you guys. You know, that's why you need your list so you can read it. You need to read other things. That's the way you reprogram your mind. That's the way. And I'll guarantee you, I'll guarantee you, I have never read Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. It was recommended to me at one time. And I think I started to read it and I think I got bored in the introduction. So i would never finished it. But I'll guarantee you that one of the habits of highly effective people is they read each and every day. If if I could sit there and tell you the one thing that you could change in your life right now to move to that next level of living life. And it's a simple thing. And it's called reading. Unfortunately, there's a lot of you that go like, I don't like to read. And you come up with all these excuses not to read. I don't have time. No. You know what? You make time for what's important for you. I make time. I read. When I first wake up, I read for about 20 to 20. 20 to 25 to 30 minutes before I can't hold going to the bathroom anymore, however long that is, And then before I go to bed, Now I won't today because, like I said, I'm crashing. But before I go to bed, I read it for another 20 to 30 minutes until I, you know, fall asleep on the same page three times. <laughs> and then I'll put my CPAP machine on and go to sleep. It's, it's simple. Read. And, and I'm not talking about, look, I'm not saying don't read Harry Potter. I mean, you know, but I'm talking about reading positive, motivational books that's going to cause you to stretch, to grow, that's going to give you concepts and, and stuff that you're not going to, that you obviously, if you're unless you're already super successful, if you're not, these are concepts that you're not practicing. People are writing about the things that other successful people are doing. Read. Learn. That's how. Some of you still ain't going to do it. Some of you going to sit there and be wondering, you know, why you still are where you still are but as almadino used to sit there and say when the pain of staying the same exceeds the pain of change you will change and on that guys i'm gonna wrap this show up today it's been a little bit of different out of the format of what i usually like to do on monday but I, i i think we i think it was still you know a good show um I had a blast. Time flew by so quick. I just, so that, that's how I know I had a blast. Uh, hope you had a good one. Uh, have a great week. I'll see you tomorrow. The results of the way in for this week and, you know, everything else. And I'll see y'all next time. Come on back now to Big Dog's Porch. Let's do this. We'll <laughs>